We believe the power to change lives is within ourselves. We believe with the right attitude, anything can be accomplished. We believe the amount of knowledge and insight available is limitless. But we don't think life should be taken too seriously. Books that make us better. An Alpha Media Podcast. Welcome to the last episode of season two of Books That Make Us Better. My name is Kayla Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Lydia. And I'm Jesse. And uh, we have a <laughs> as Jesse is shoving pasta in her mouth. I've never been so jealous. Look delicious. Same. Look, it did look really good. Um, okay, so we have to finish up. The Gifts of Imperfection, and then tonight is the night where we are uh, presenting our books and we are going to take a poll. Yes. I'm excited. It doesn't sound like Like, what kind of poll? Are they voting on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. On Facebook. I'm excited about this. I like it. Yeah. Me too. There's options. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so does anyone want to jump in and sum up final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I can. I feel like this is, I'm always jumping in. So hi, hi, I'll do it. Uh, basically, she ends it with like, hey, I know there's a lot of self-help books out there that promise this, that, and the other. Um, uh, but I think we can all see through that crap now. And this one is, the reason why she says this one is, you know, different is because like, this is helping us to really find our true authentic selves and really uh, tackle what it is that is holding us back from being our true authentic selves. And so for me, uh, reading this final thought, I felt like the biggest thing that she said that really resonated with me was what's the bigger risk? Um, Letting people see the real you and being the real you, being your true self, or holding your true self back and just continuing to be who people think you are. Um, and to me, it's a no brainer. Like, yeah, I want people to see who I really am. Um, and I want, and I want to be my true self to me. So yeah, I feel like it's going to be, it's a hard road and it's not easily tackled, which is something she said. <laughs> um, so I think it's, it's always a work in progress. This is a day by day thing, step by step you're always going to try and be your true authentic self uh, one step at a time. So I think she was just basically making that like last final push to, Hey, you get out there and do your wholehearted living, make it a, she called it a revolution. Oh, I was just going to bring that up where she said it might sound dramatic, but in this world, choosing authenticity and worthiness is an absolute act of resistance. Resistance. The resistance. Oh, gosh. We had that thought at the same time. Yes. Le resistance. Yeah, no, I, I highlighted that, too. Totes. So good. Though, I will say, I enjoyed this book, but not. I didn't get quite as much out of it as Untamed. For me, Untamed was like a game changer. I think it was a, the storytelling style. This There were two different styles of books. Yes. Because yes. Untamed was definitely like a a memoir storytelling style, whereas this was definitely self-helpy. It was a self-help book, the end. Um, and it was very logical, like analytical. And research-based. Yes, yeah. which is excellent because I think that if, you, if, you, if you're geared in that direction of like, I need evidence-based um, 
facts for why am I going to do this, then this is a great book for you. Um, but if I you, like that. that's true. Yeah. I feel like if you resonate more with like stories or anecdotes, then I feel like that was untamed. Yeah. So while you were talking, I had this thought because I read this book first, like three years ago, probably. And it was the first Brene Brown book I ever read. And really, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And a lot of it spoke to me. And then time passed and I read Untamed. And that also really spoke to me and I loved it. And f as you were talking, I like this thought occurred to me that like, had I read Untamed, I guess it doesn't really matter which direction I personally would have read them, but I feel like Brene Brown gives me like that um, okay to feel what I'm, to like take what she says. And Glennon Doyle's writing is um, very personal and emotional and so like i feel like it gives me as a woman when i read brene brown i can say like oh but see there's research behind this like i'm not too emotional i'm not too much this i'm not too much that and so like glennon doyle like really spoke to me but i feel like i do like you had mentioned i need brene brown to be like look here's the science behind this it's fine <laughs> Brene Brown almost reminds me of those TikToks that are like, mama said that it was okay. And it's like a bunch yes. of pictures of Brene Brown. Like that I is the vibe. One of those. Please do. <laughs> that is like the vibe I get from Brene Brown. Like, well, mom said. Yes. I love that. Oh, I love that. That's good. I, I have to say though, um, coming from a background of purely fiction books i'm not i or in like some memoirs sprinkled in for me it was definitely a good step to do glennon doyle first and then do Brene brown because i was definitely in a more open mindset so i i know that we have a few listeners i can think of someone in particular who was not on board with reading untamed um because she believed that you can garner a lot of good truth from fiction, which I absolutely also believe. But yeah. um, if you already opened your mind up for Untamed, like open it a little further for Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection, because while I definitely was reading the final thoughts and thought, oh, what is my main takeaway? I thought, oh, no, 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 you got some things out of this, <laughs> like the grateful, like being grateful for things, trying doing the grateful journal and like really pushing for that. And then like unapologetically being like um, singing and dancing, and like really not giving a shit about that anymore. I thought, okay, you've taken some things away from this. <laughs> like, calm down. You definitely have some takeaways. That's right. Mama said that it was okay. Mama said it was all right. <laughs> I definitely think the get deliberate, the get inspired and get going is the best part of these books because like untamed had great stories and of in like empowerment, but like, and I think that's why maybe we don't feel like we got as much out of Brene Brown, at least for me personally, because like I, I didn't do the work. Like I read it, but did I actually do the get deliberate, get inspired, get going and do it with fidelity and like routinely? No, I didn't. And so if you don't do the work, you don't get the results. Right. But I as mean, in any, as, as with everything. Yeah. Right. I, but yeah. I do want to say, as I said before, it's a step-by-step -step journey. I don't feel like you read yes. the book and you're like, I do everything. I did it all. Yes. Like, no, I think, and Agreed. I definitely think this is a guidebook. This is something we go back to and like yeah. we read 
those guideposts that you know you need the help on or you're like, oh, yeah, I really want to like focus on this lately until it becomes one of those like, I don't know, not like a knee jerk. What am I trying to say? One of those a muscle memory like <laughs> or it's something. intuitive for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Well, and she, she has um, resources on her website for all of her books that can, mm -hmm. that give you the opportunity to kind of be more intentional with what the topic is in that book too. So yeah. if someone's interested in checking that out, you can get lots of information on her website too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, bye Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's gone. She'll be right back. I have okay. a sneaking suspect. Oh, there she is. She's dancing. I'm back. Welcome, welcome I'm here, back. guys. Yeah, thanks. Um, okay, so shall we uh, present our books? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to go first. Well, I'll go first because I've already talked about mine briefly. Um, so I don't have a copy, a hard copy of my book, but this is a book that I have recommended to several people um, since reading this book. Let me see if I can get the cover. And it doesn't even matter. It's just so freaking cute. Um, I am presenting this evening the Book of Joy. So the Book of Joy, I feel, is a really interesting mix between the stories of Untamed, but also the research um, evidence that Brene brings to us. So the Book of Joy, and may we all... Um, I will post this in the, am I going to be able to show it? Oh, damn it. It's just not going to happen. I'll quickly send it in the group chat because they're just so freaking adorable. Um, so basically it describes joy and happiness and the difference between them. But not only does it do that, it breaks down each different emotion that we have, such as grief or anxiety or fear. Um, and how we can maintain joy going through these different things that we all go through every day, sometimes multiple emotions in one day. But not only does it discuss that um, from a more spiritual standpoint, because we've got Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who is a Christian, the Dalai Lama, who is uh, Buddhist, but it goes into brain and psychology research. So you have... Uh, the spiritual aspect, but then also you have hardcore science that kind of backs up the things that they're saying. So it's just a really interesting mix of storytelling of these two men who meet for a week. They're really, really good friends, even though they have completely different backgrounds, but then also discusses the science um, and psychology behind all of the things they're saying. So it's a cool mix. And it's adorable, and they're adorable, and also they meet, and the Dalai Lama kisses him on the cheek, and there's a photo of it in the book, and it's freaking precious. Okay, well, that sounds adorable. I love that. So that is my book. Okay. That is my Thank book. You. This is what I'm bringing. The, the Book of Joy. The Book of Joy. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Was that you, um, I can go. Sure. Um, I come to you tonight bearing the book with over 1 million copies sold in New York oh. Times bestseller, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. It's by Jen Sincero, I think. I like the last name. Uh, the reason I chose the book, 
uh, was because it had a lot of um, good reviews, but also the fact that it was closely related to the style of Untamed, which we kept speaking about that we liked. Um, I'll read you kind of the little synopsis on the back. <clears throat> so it says, You're, or, You Are a Badass is the self-help book for people who desperately want to improve their lives but don't want to get busted doing it. I was intrigued by that. In this refreshing, entertaining how-to guide, best-selling author and world-traveling success coach, Jen Sincero serves up 27 bite-sized chapters full of hilariously inspiring stories, sage advice, and easy exercises, and the occasional swear word we all love, um, helping us to identify and change self-sabotaging beliefs and behaviors that stop you from getting what you want, create a life you totally love and create it now, and make some damn money already, the kind you've never made before. So you're a badass. This is what I bring to you. I right. love swear words. Same. I know. Have you I read said, that at all yet, Jesse? I haven't. Um, I literally just got okay. it not that long ago. Um, I mean, I would be willing to dive into a few chapters and see how she feels. But I can already tell, like, it's very similar to Untamed, where it's like we would probably be able to do a couple of chapters and discuss. And again, I like the fact that it's like stories, but also advice and swear words. Mm. Talks about making some money. Literally. All the things that appeal to me are in that book. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. I love that. You're a badass. You Do want you rest your case? Or, are you okay if I go next? Or do you go. want to go, Megan? I'll go last. I want to be memorable. Okay. Oh, oh strategy. Okay, okay. Strategy. I knew that was your plan, so I'm just helping you out. Um, Thanks. <laughs> anyways. So I bring to you a book that is also along the line of Untamed that we enjoyed. Um, it is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. So a man, a man wrote this book. That was so, a twist. Dun, dun, dun. dun I know, dun, dun. right? This could be interesting. So I, um, I have a little excerpt from it for you guys. Um, but I was intrigued by the fact that it is actually the excerpt kind of just really kind of sums it up. And I, I'm just, I just going to read parts of it because, um, I kind of got carried away with what I wanted to talk about, but I'm just going to pick and choose. So he says, this is not a traditional memoir. Yes. I tell stories from the past, but I have no interest in nostalgia sentimentality, or the retirement that most memoirs require. This is not an advice book either. Although I like preachers, I'm not here to preach to you and tell you what to do. This is an approach book. I am here to share stories, insights, and philosophies that can be objectively understood, and if you choose, subjectively adopted by either changing your reality or changing how you see it. This is a playbook that is based on adventures in my life. And then he really talks. So he's like, what is a green light? Green lights mean go, advance, carry on, continue um, in our lives. They are um, affirmations of our way. They're the approvals, the support, the praise that we get in life. Um, we love green lights. They don't interfere with our direction. Uh, green lights can also be disguised as yellow and red lights. And uh, we don't like yellow and red lights. They slow us down or they stop our flow. They're hard. 
Um, they say no, but sometimes you give us what we need. And I don't know. I mean, I could go on more because I thought it was really interesting. However, I won't bore you with it all. Um, but he said, so really his book is, I'll end it with this. This is a book about how to catch more yeses in a world of no's and how to recognize when a no might actually be a yes. This is a book about catching green lights and realizing that the yellows and reds eventually turn green. Um, so I thought it might be interesting because it would be similar to Untamed. And um, I bet you there's some really good stories in there, too. So, so I have to say, to I have seen this book pop up places like frequently mm -hmm. in the past, I don't know, since it came out. And I've never been that interested in it because it just has never really seemed my style, but I'm interested. Yes, same. Yes. Anne, Anne told me about it last week. And I was like, oh, McConaughey wrote a book? But evidently there's there are mixed reviews um, because oh, okay. he's a celebrity telling right. telling us, you know, giving us advice. And people are like, oh, how would you know? You live out, you know, glamorous life. But, like, everybody lives life, okay? Like, I thought that was kind of Absolutely. Nobody's yeah. life is perfect, no matter how much money you mm -hmm. have. And he didn't start out having money. I mean, I believe he right. had some because, like, his dad played professional football or something at some point. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he talks about how his dad literally died while having sex with his mom. Oh, wow. Ooh. What a way to I'm go. I'm just saying. There's probably some interesting stories in there. I think I'd rather but be the one But I did read an article, died. too. What's that? <laughs> I said, I think I'd rather be the one that died. Well, yeah. the one that was died upon. Oh, Why is that a question? God, yes. That would just be horrific and so traumatic. Yeah. Yes. Um, he, I did read an article about the book, too, when I was trying to just get information on it. Because Keenan has, like, listened to the Audible version and loved it. Mm. And he's been, and so he bought it for me like last year and I just haven't read it yet. But um, in one of the interviews, he talks about how he, while he shares some, some stories about Hollywood, he really keeps it very vague because he's like, I'm not going to name names or kiss and tell. He's like, that's why bedrooms have doors because things need to be. Mm -hmm kept behind them mm. and i was like oh i can appreciate that like it's not yeah. some trashy tell-all good so. but but your dad dying during sex is not behind closed doors i think I, it was well, literally I mean, that was in hollywood door, right? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know i'm just saying like that's hot, kind of a weird like i think he had a, a very unconventional <laughs> upbringing with his parents mm. i think i if we do it i'm definitely gonna listen to the audible because i just want to hear his voice and i hope he goes all right all right all right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also have a hard time with Texas right now and he just reminds me of Texas. I'm sorry. Yeah. Every southern everything. He's yeah. just lo he just loves Texas. He I love really Texas, does. but I just have a problem with some of the things that they enjoy in Texas. Yeah, the things right. coming out of there. <laughs> the things that are coming out of there. Um maybe it, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I digress. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I brought yes. a okay. book report. I'm excited oh, for all wow. Oh, I'm just really excited about this book. I'm so I'm like, I just need you to know that I'm definitely going to read it if we pick it or not. I'm, I already started it. It's fucking happening. Okay. So I'm bringing to the table uh, Machiavelli for Women by Stacey Vanek Smith. 
And I don't know if you guys are not <laughs> philosophy majors like me. So I'm here's a little like quick blurb about Machiavelli. So he was an Italian diplomat, philosopher, historian in the Renaissance age. Um, he's best known for his work, The Prince from 1513. Um, and he also kind of has an attitude of like the ends justify the means, um, kind of being like a cutthroat power kind of guy. So like, you know, a little like on the edge, maybe something we don't really want to do. Um, but so basically in The Prince, um, so Stacy kind of sums it up. He writes to the new Medici um, Italian ruler. Um, he has taken over and he's basically writing him a guide on how to please the people um, because this guy's like the conquering ruler now. And he's like, hey, you're not coming in here. People don't like you. Like, here's how you keep Florence, like status quo, basically. So the premise, though, of Stacey Vanek Smith's book is this. Uh, so she uses the prince as a guide to demonstrate how women can take and maintain power in their careers where they have long been cast as second best. Um, Sarah Knight, an author, says that it's an accessible, funny, clear-eyed, and practical guide for how women can apply the principles of the 16th century philosopher Niccolo Machiavelli to their work lives and finally shatter the glass ceiling, which I'm all about. Um, and I want to leave you with a little excerpt um, that everybody else maybe already saw on my social medias, but probably not Jesse because girlfriend's not there. <laughs> oh, she froze oh, right, she when I, right when I got oh, her. Oh, is she back? She's back. <laughs> anyway, this is what it says. This is my little excerpt. Um, what Machiavelli offered was an unflinching and rigorous look at how people get into positions of power and how they hold on to them. That how part can be a beast, especially for women. For instance, research tells us that if a man has a cranky demeanor in a workplace, he will often be seen as a straight shooter. People will tend to trust him and see him as a leadership material. If a woman has a cranky demeanor, she will be seen as difficult and bitchy and definitely not management material. If a man is kind and displays a sweet and helpful disposition, he will be looked upon favorably by colleagues and seen as good middle management material. If a woman is kind and has a sweet demeanor, she will disappear into the wallpaper. If this makes you angry, it should. The workplace isn't fair and it's not okay, but that is the situation we're in. So, in true Machiavellian fashion, I suggest we get the lay of the land and take it all in. Identify the obstacles and advantages women have in the workplace and look for ways forward. This is the book that I bring to the table. It feels like... Um, oh, also, I brought this because it is written by an NPR correspondent, Planet Money correspondent. And I just let, if you're on NPR, I'm pretty much going to trust you with my babies. So just like, I'll fucking read your book. Okay, the end. Um, so I chose it because of that. And it sounded really good. And also, I don't know. I don't like to see people in power that shouldn't be in power. And I honestly think it should be women. There's a lot of people in power that need to get the boot and then let's put some ladies in there. It's, I mean, I'm here for it. So I don't know. N my um, business is completely women run. run um, so I don't actually have this problem, but I do sometimes run with dudes and I just, I don't know, I'm not going to stand around and watch them. 
stomp all over women anymore. So I don't know. I'm hoping this book will help me with that. I feel like that's not a problem for you. Oh, no. No, but I do want more tools. Okay. Love that. Love tools. All right. So there there we have it. Those are our four options. I am slightly relieved that uh, Lydia and Jesse did not come to the table with the same book. I thought they uh, might. I thought they might, too, because they both said before we started recording that they were similar to Untamed. And I thought, oh, boy, could it oh be boy. down to three? But it was not. So we have four. I feel like I feel like I will not be disappointed regardless of what book is chosen. No, absolutely. I wrote yes, them all I down because I want to read them all anyway. Yeah. I just wrote them all down. I'm here cool. for it. I feel like right. I, when you were telling your story, Megan, not story, but you're captioning like in a book. I just keep thinking, didn't Tupac sing about Machiavelli? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to, I'll do some research. I mean, I'm, if anybody I would it. know that, it would be you, Jesse. You're some research. useless, useless information. <laughs> I'm going to do my, some research because I'm pretty sure he has a song about Machiavelli. Uh, my radio brain, the whole time you were reading, Megan, was like, how does she say all these words so flawlessly? <laughs> like, it's impressive. Oh, thank you. There's no way. Like, her name, what is it again? Stacey Vanek Smith. Uh-uh. Nope. I would not be able to say that as fluently as many times as you did. Okay. No. So that was very impressive. Machiavelli, mm. you threw it in. Like, it just was nothing. Machiavelli. <laughs> See, I can't even say it five minutes later. It's not even been five minutes. I, well, I used to teach English, you know, so they, I was constantly thinking about how I was saying things. Listen, Macchiato would be a good choice. Macchiato. 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 Macchiato's for women. Coffee for you. Coffee for you. You get a coffee. Macchiato 2024. But only the true Macchiato. Where are my baristas at? Yes. Oh, Jesse's here. Yes, fuck yeah. Chefs. I never liked coffee until I went to Italy. Italian coffee blows your mind. Do you have one of this? This turn the wheels are coming off. Okay, sorry. Um, do you have a mocha press thing? Mocha press thing. The Italian way to make mm, the coffee. No, coffees? not at home. Get no, it. we're we're a British we're a British household. We drink tea. Ew.